Hello, I'm Dr. Charlene and welcome to my podcast, a podcast where I share simple yet scientifically tested methodologies to help you live the good life. In today's episode, I'd like to discuss dopamine. I will start with what dopamine is, why we need optimal levels of it and what you can do to stimulate dopamine naturally. But before we continue, please subscribe to this podcast and feel free to share it. Who knows, but perhaps someone needs to hear this message today and also you will be notified of a new podcast if you subscribe. If you found this to be valuable, do leave us a five-star review. And if you're looking for more resources, you can go to my website, drsharlene.co.za, where you can find our blog and also you can contact us. I hope that this podcast will benefit you today. Dopamine is probably the most popular neurotransmitter that is mentioned when it comes to mental health, neuroscience, psychology, coaching, and now recently within organizations, and a lot to do with that is performance. This is so specifically in relation to rewards, pleasure, and goal setting and motivation. So could it be that dopamine is what we are chasing because we know it will feel, make us feel good once it is released? So let's take a closer look to understand this. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter produced in several areas in the brain and it helps us to regulate key emotional responses and helps us to control our brain's reward and pleasure centers. When we consider rewards and goals, dopamine is released in the limbic system. So the limbic system is underneath the cerebral cortex and above the brain stem, so it's deep in the middle of the brain. And what is really powerful about this neurotransmitter is that not only does it keep us to, um, or help us to understand the reward principle, but it also helps us to take action to move forward towards that goal or towards the reward. So it keeps you motivated to persevere and also to achieve the goal. Now, sadly, opiates, alcohol, nicotine, amphetamines and cocaine also has access to the system. But instead of releasing dopamine naturally, as we think it might, it does this in a very ineffective way. So let's take cocaine as an example. Cocaine acts by binding to a dopamine transporter, blocking the removal of dopamine from the synapse. A synapse is where the transmission occurs between two neurons and dopamine then accumulates in the synapse to produce an amplified signal to the receiving neurons. This is what causes that euphoria commonly experienced immediately after taking the drug. But as we know, and as we have, as research has produced, we know that it's only short-lived and once we hit a down on cocaine, it is really not a good space to be in because dopamine is not released naturally. Dopamine is essentially an energy neurotransmitter. We need optimal levels to feel vibrant and excited about life. So why are optimal levels of dopamine then so important for being vibrant and excited about life. Well, excess levels of dopamine has been associated with conditions like schizophrenia, where individuals might experience hallucinations, delusions and disorganized thinking. And insufficient levels of dopamine have been implicated in disorders like depression, where individuals may experience low motivation, decreased pleasure in activities and also a lack of energy. So you can see striking a balance in dopamine levels is crucial for optimal functioning. 
I want to share 17 different ways dopamine can naturally increase in your brain. There are probably more out there, but these are very simple things that you can do in order to stimulate the release of dopamine naturally. So the first one is reward and pleasure. It's probably the most popular and well-known one. Dopamine is released when we engage in activities that are rewarding and pleasurable. Having optimal levels of dopamine helps us to experience pleasure and satisfaction from these activities. And so what you can continue doing is to engage in them, but do it in a balanced way. The second one is cognition. Dopamine has a cognitive function such as memory, attention and learning or stimulation of it. It helps with associations between events and their outcomes, which is essential for decision making and also learning. Now, spending more time thinking about positive events, memories, thinking about positive memories can also stimulate dopamine. Number three is motivation and goal-driven behavior. Dopamine is closely linked to motivation and the pursuit of goals. It provides the energy to accomplish tasks so that you can set and achieve objectives and overcome challenges. Isn't that amazing? Optimal levels of dopamine um, enhances our persistence and also our determination. Number four is emotional well-being. Dopamine influences mood regulation and emotional responses. Balanced dopamine levels contribute to feelings of contentment, satisfaction and overall emotional well-being. So when last did you feel content in what you have achieved or just to be? Then number five is motor control. Dopamine plays a critical role in motor control and also coordination. Low dopamine levels are associated with movement disorders like Parkinson's disease, which can also lead to tremors, rigidity and impaired motor function. Now lifestyle factors such as healthy diet, regular exercise, adequate sleep, social interactions and engaging in activities that bring you joy and fulfillment can help maintain balanced dopamine levels. I think I've stressed this in so many of my podcasts where it's really important and so many people have stressed it out there. It's really important that you have a healthy diet, regular exercise, good sleep and good social interactions. Generally, low levels of dopamine can be reversed by increasing dopamine through healthy food choices, stress management, and also goal setting. It doesn't mean it always does it. It just means in general you can do that. When you do so, you will no longer rely on cortisol to support energy levels, but on dopamine. Because sometimes we rely on cortisol to give us energy as opposed to dopamine. So what is the difference between the two? I think uh, performance-driven, people who are very performance-driven, rely on cortisol, and cortisol eventually dumps, um, and so does dopamine. But people who rely on, um, it it doesn't have to be a non-performance, but just people who can perform consistently will experience a natural release of dopamine as opposed to cortisol. Cortisol is more stress-related and dopamine is more related to a natural secretion and the things that we are discussing now. So food, number six, is what you eat and what you drink. Coffee and chocolate do stimulate dopamine, um, whereas more natural and healthy foods can stimulate dopamine indirectly. We link food here to rewarding experiences also, such as just preparing and consuming good food. It also makes you feel good and it's a happy space to be in. 
Number seven is exercise. Regular physical activity can increase dopamine production. Exercise is known for stimulating endorphins generally. And now endorphins help relieve pain. It reduces stress and it improves your sense of well-being. Whereas dopamine works on the pleasurable and rewarding aspect of exercise. So activities like running and swimming and cycling have been shown to boost dopamine levels and also to improve mood. It's also important not to overexercise. Number eight is healthy diet. Certain foods can support dopamine production. Foods rich in tyrosine and amino acid that is a precursor to dopamine include lean proteins, dairy products, eggs, nuts, and seeds. A lot of those things uh, people are allergic to, but then listen to my podcast on allergies and where allergies actually come from. Um, additionally, foods high in axiotic Antioxidants like fruits and vegetables can help protect dopamine-producing neurons. Number nine is adequate sleep. Getting sufficient and good quality sleep, not waking up during the night, is essential for dopamine regulation. Sleep deprivation can lead to reduced dopamine receptor sensitivity and also function. Number 10, stress management. Chronic stress can lead to dopamine imbalances. Practices like deep breathing and mindfulness can help reduce stress and improve dopamine regulation. Number 11 is social interaction. Um, Engaging in positive social interactions and spending time with friends and loved ones can increase dopamine release. Now, um, dopamine and oxytocin um, are very closely linked, but it shouldn't be confused. Dopamine shouldn't be confused with oxytocin because oxytocin is more human bonding, hugging, um, touching individuals, um, that type of thing. So that should not be confused with dopamine in terms of social interaction. Then number 12 is novelty and challenges. Now, not everybody likes this, but engaging in new and challenging activities stimulate dopamine releases. It also depends on when you um, have, uh, when you experience novelty uh, and challenges. If it's in a, in a bad space in your life, it's not going to bring on the release or the increase of dopamine levels. But generally, novelty and challenges do help with the stimulation of dopamine. And learning new skills, cultivating new hobbies and setting and achieving goals are all contributing factors when it comes to novelty and and challenges. Number 13 is music and arts. Enjoying good food, uh, enjoying good music or engaging in creative activities like painting, writing and playing a musical instrument can really trigger dopamine release and enhance your mood. Number 14 is uh, sunlight exposure. Sunlight helps regulate dopamine production by influencing the brain's dopamine receptors. And spending time outdoors in natural light can have a really positive impact on your dopamine levels. Number 15 is mindful consumption of rewards. And this is an interesting one. Engaging in activities that you find rewarding but you shouldn't overindulge in them. This could be um, enjoying your favorite meal, engaging in a hobby you love, or treating yourself occasionally. And you've experienced this. If you do something that you love or that you really like, or you feel that you've been in that space where there's an increased level of dopamine, the more you do it, you're kind of like expecting the same feeling, but eventually it starts wearing off. And this is what I mean by don't overindulge. Just do it in the right um, balance. Number 16 is probably my most 
uh, or my least favorite, which is cold showers. Cold exposures such as taking a cold shower has been suggested to increase dopamine production. This is definitely not for me. So um, cold showers, if you feel that a cold shower is something that um, really gets you going, um, I would I would recommend it. Number 17 is positive visualization. Visualization um, helps with positive or positive visualization helps with good outcomes and uh, it stimulates dopamine release. Imagining successful achievements or joyful events can trigger feelings of pleasure and also motivation. So not everyone responds to these strategies in the same way. Just maintain a balanced approach. Overstimulation of dopamine receptors can lead to desensitization and potentially negative effects. So if you're struggling with persistent mood imbalances, that's slightly different. We advise that you do contact us and my details are on the website, drsharlene.co.za. So in summary, Today's podcast spoke to what dopamine is, why we need optimal levels of it, and what you can do to stimulate dopamine naturally. I'm Dr. Charlene, and thank you for listening.